Welcome to Torah Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Danielle Bloom, and today we'll be studying Parsha's Tetzara. I would like to overview the Parsha and explain the significance of Aaron HaKohen in Parsha's Tetzara. This is Aaron's Parsha. This is the only Parsha from Shemos onward that does not mention the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. First, the overview. Our Sedra contains five topics. It begins with instructions for the menorah, that the olive oil used for the lighting must be completely pure. Then the focus shifts to our main topic, which is the Kohanim. We learn about their clothing, which is our second topic. The Kohen head yod, a regular Kohen, wore four special garments when he performed his avoda. The Kohen gadol wore eight. Our third topic is the Shivas Yemei Hamiluim. It was, that is the seven-day inauguration ceremony where the Kohanim were to be trained. It began on Chav Gimel Adar, the 23rd of Adar, and continued until Aleph Nisan. For these days, Moshe acted as the Kohen Gadol and performed the service each day. Only on the 1st of Nisan did the Kohanim begin to act in their special role. That topic can be found in Vayikra, Prakim, Ches, Tes, and Yod. The Parsha concludes with topics 4 and 5 related to the Mishkan. Topic number four is the Karban Tamid, the Tamid offering, which was the daily offering brought each morning and afternoon. And topic five, the Mizbeach HaKetores, or the Mizbeach HaZahav, the golden altar upon which the Ketores, the incense, was burned daily, and which was involved in the unique Avoda on Yom Kippur. As a matter of fact, this is the first time Yom Kippur is mentioned in the Torah, through the lens of the Mizbeach HaKetores. Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned in this Parsha. This is the Parsha of Aaron. All of this parsha is about Aaron. He's mentioned by name seven times. Why? In Rabbi Sachs's words, for once, Moses, the hero, the leader, the liberator, the lawgiver, is off stage. Instead, our focus is on his elder brother, Aaron, who elsewhere is often in the background. Indeed, virtually the whole parsha is devoted to the role Moshe did not occupy except briefly, that of the priest in general, high priest in particular. Another question that the Mepharshim grapple with is the placement of the Mizbeach HaZahav here at the end of Parshas Tetzave, when it seems like the obvious place it belongs is Parshas Teruma, with the other vessels located near it in the Kodesh, the Shulchan and the Menorah. The Ketoros is so connected to the Mizbeach HaZahav that it needed to be listed in this Parsha. I would like to explore Aaron's connection with Ketoros. All of the events recorded in the Torah after Cheta Egel, the golden calf, that occurred in the Torah in Aaron's life, involved the Ketoros. First, in our parsha, it is mentioned in the context of Yom Kippur. Next, in relation to the death of Aaron's two sons, Nadav and Avihu, we are told that on this very day in which the nation was having a national celebration, Aaron will suffer personal devastation. As the Shekhinah of God returns to the camp, Nadav and Avihu will take their firepans and offer Ketoros before God. Vayechu b'nei Aharon, Nadav Avihu, Ishmachtaso. And they will die for it. And the fire will go, goes out from before God and consumes them. And they perish. The Ketoros will also make a starring role twice in Parshas Korach. First, it is the Ketoros test, which the 250 men bring, which establishes Aaron as God's chosen. And then it is what Aaron uses to stop the Magefa. In Bad Midbar Perik Yedzayin, we are told, Ba'am, 
Aaron took his fire pen as Moshe had told him. He ran into the midst of the congregation where the plague was running rampant among the people. He put the ketores in the pan and the people were forgiven. Aaron stood between the living and the dead and the plague was stopped. What was so special about the ketores? The ketores represented the spirit of the entire nation. It included everyone. One of the ingredients was the chalbana, which had a reach ra, a terrible smell. Because, the Gemara in Christos tells us, it represents the sinners. And if we want to be forgiven on Yom Kippur, we need to include everyone. We have to be compassionate and forgive each other if we want God to forgive us. We even begin Yom Kippur with the words, Anu matirin palel im ha'avaryanim, for this very reason. The people who were not permitted to enter the synagogue all year because they were in Cherem, we need them now. Because ironically, without them, without the sinners, we are not going to be forgiven. We will not be a kihila. Aaron HaKohen understood this best. Aaron, for whom the Egel is forever tied to his name, HaEgel Asher Asa Aaron. Aaron who sinned with the Egel. He was afraid to come close to do the Avodah because of the role that he played in the golden calf. The horns of the Mizbech reminded him of the horns of the Egel. He was terrified to come forth and do the Avodah. Ramban explains that the eagle was continuously fixed in his mind. He writes, Aaron was the holy one to God, and he had no sin except for this one. This sin was forever planted in his mind, in his thoughts. As the Pasuk in Tehillim explains, my sin is before me, always. We can suggest that this is perhaps what Rashi means when he tells us that Moshe comforted Aaron and told him not to be afraid. As Rashi writes, Aaron Aaron was afraid, embarrassed, scared to come close. Moshe Moshe said to him, For this, because of this, you were chosen. He was chosen to be the Kohen Gadol because he was the epitome of a Baal Teshuvah. Moshe at this point had never committed a sin. Therefore, this was not a role that was befitting his stature. Nadav and Aviu as well were called holy, Bekrovaya Kadesh. They were holier than Moshe and Aaron. They also could not bring the Ketoras. When it comes to the Ketoras, the imperfection is perfection. Engaging in the Teshuvah process is what Hashem wants to see from the one who does the Avodah on Yom Kippur. Aaron knows what forgiveness is because God forgave him. And now he is the one who will ask forgiveness for the people. Rav Yair Khan, in his article entitled, For on this day Hashem will appear before you, writes the following. The license to enter the holiest of places is awarded specifically to Aaron, who did play a role in the sin of the eagle and who lived with a sense of failure and missed opportunity. His sin gave him no rest, and he profoundly felt that he had no right to behold God's countenance. He knew that his invitation to enter the holiest place the most intimate meeting with God was granted not by right, but rather by God's mercy and compassion after he himself had sinned and then performed teshuva. Chazal teach, the place where penitents stand, even the completely righteous cannot stand. The completely righteous who have never tasted sin do not recognize the weaknesses and limitations of human reality. Therefore, they cannot occupy that special place before God that is reserved for the penitent. The latter has experienced firsthand 
the impurity that surrounds human reality. He knows that his calling to stand before God comes only as a result of divine mercy and compassion. This was the persona of Aaron. He included the poshim. Even the poshim deserve a relationship with Hashem. This is the secret to Kapara on Yom Kippur. It's why it's included here in our parsha. The Ketoros reflects a deep belief in the people and the power of community. If the whole point of Yom Kippur is to be mechaper on the people, the Kohen Gadol needs to love the people, needs to relate to the people. Tetzava is the parsha of Aaron. Moshe is absent. Aaron is one of us. He understands what it means to come back from sin. This is how Hashem made human beings. We all make mistakes. We need to turn every challenge into a learning experience. We need to apologize and do our best to improve. We must not give up on ourselves because Hashem never gives up on us. Every single day, Aaron walks over the haunted space that killed his sons with the Ketoros that killed his sons because the people needed it. Ketoros represents who Aaron is and what he valued. He learned this lesson by experiencing it personally from God. Hashem, who is infinite, has infinite patience. As we say in davening three times a day, Hashem is a rotzeh b'teshuvah, and amar beli sloach. He wants our teshuvah, and he never gets tired of forgiving us. Embracing our fallibility and the awesomeness of God's mercy keeps us humble and continuously growing. We are reminded on Yom Kippur that only God is perfect. Human beings were designed to grow from our mistakes. Ein tzadik ba'aretz asher There is no righteous person in the world who will do only good and never sin. In the immortal words of Rav Hutner, in a letter to his struggling Talmud, great men did not become great despite their mistakes. They became great because of their mistakes. Thank you for learning together with the OU Women's Initiative.